Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. This is the college football big game preview show. And we're going to make picks and we're going to do all the wonderful things with it, of course. Ah, you can find more information about us over at winningcureseverything.com. If you have not listened before and you are just now starting, hit that subscribe button on whatever you're listening on, whether it's YouTube or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast app is, hit subscribe, leave a nice review, leave some comments, share the show out with your buddies if you enjoy it. We appreciate the support, of course. The show, brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi. The South's premier sports gambling destination. They have got six incredible sports books. You can find more information on them over at tunicatravel.com. Or if you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, there's a link in the description. Go check it out. Just click on that. It'll take you right where you need to go. It'll give you everything you need to know about sports gambling down in beautiful Delta, Mississippi. You ready to jump into this? Yes, sir. How's your day been? Uh... That's a different situation. It's been good. It's been long, and uh, a lot of big, big things happening at work. Yeah, I can understand big things. that. Big isn't always good, but... And if, if you're like me, in your free time, you've been trying to figure out college football lines, trying to understand... I hate this week. ...what has gone on with this season so far. Yeah. And I, I can't figure it out. I mean, I mean I've lost the first two weeks, and I'm fine with losing. At least I have plays that I enjoy, that I love. I look at these games, and I feel like I know something before kickoff. Here, no idea. I mean, there's 48 games this week. No clue, right? No, no idea. And there's like six of them that are worth watching. Yeah. So let's talk about some that are actually worth watching. All right. Game number one, Iowa 
as a two-point favorite on the road at Iowa State. The total is 44 and a half. 3 p.m. is the kickoff time. FS1 is the TV channel. It's at Jack Trice Stadium in Ames, Iowa. It is the first time that College Game Day has ever been to Ames, Iowa. So that, in and of itself, makes it a pretty big deal, right? I agree. Uh, obviously, El Asico, you got to love it. That is the uh, the name given to it by, I believe, the shutdown full cast. I may be wrong about that, but it's kind of taken on a life of its own. Iowa State had a bye after a lackluster win, 29-26 to in week one. Uh, double overtime against Northern Iowa. Quarterback Brock Purdy looked meh after a big-time season last year. Uh, Iowa has won three straight in Ames, five of the last six overall in the series. The metrics have got Iowa minus 3.45 and the total at 52.5, which is way over the actual Vegas line. I was just about to say, that's a that's a big difference, man. Yes. Uh, tell me what you think about these teams. Uh, Matt Campbell, you know, obviously wanting to do big things at Iowa State this year. Everybody has them as a dark horse uh, Big 12 you know, championship contender. They did not look at in week one. Was that just Iowa teams doing Iowa things? Or was that a real problem? This is one of those games where I really I really have no idea what we're going to expect. A, we've only got one sample size, one game to have watched Iowa State. They didn't look great. I, I do think that um, North... Uh, oh, my gosh. Northern Iowa? Uh, yes. I... Man, that was, that was that was bad. Northern Iowa, we're all in the state of Iowa here. I can't remember that. Yes. Northern Iowa, I, I think, is is better than, yeah, they're, than a they're lot a, of people. Like, I mean, they, they're they a good FCS team. Yes. They, they're they not on the same level as most, but Iowa State is just now getting into that world of kind of being one of the big boys. Now, it, I will say this. Iowa State, at the end of last season, also played another FCS team right down to the wire. They struggled with them, too, um, yeah. But, I mean, then they had a, a fantastic bowl showing against Washington State. They lost the game, but... I'm trying to not read too much into week one. I really wish we could have gotten a week two. I, I hate that they get the bye week. I, I really don't like bye weeks in week two. I know we've got two bye weeks now, every every college team does. Well, I think they would have enjoyed having a bye week. Like, or not a, I, I think they would have enjoyed playing somebody to get a little more of the rust off That's right. before this Iowa game. Iowa of course, has played basically two nobodies. They played Miami, Ohio, and, and somebody else. But it's, be- um, it's better than sitting at home, playing yourself. Yes. Because that's what they've been doing. It's just scrimmaging, practicing, and, and they've done that all summer. Yes. And then they, they get to play a game. They don't look great, and then they go back to hitting themselves. Yeah. And and, and I, if I had to lean, I'd go with Iowa. Nate Stanley, quarterback for Iowa, senior, looks good. They lost TJ Hawkinson. They lost uh, Noah Fant. They lost some dudes. That's right. And it looks like they have not missed a beat. This offensive line looks really good. The defense is just as efficient as ever. I mean, it's just uh, th- Kurt Ferentz, a good team. Really good coach. Yeah. Been Imagine. doing it for twenty something years at Iowa. That's I think I think this is year twenty, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I mean this is if, if it's not I mean he's at least twenty, so it's either twenty or, or more. I, I think it's I think it's twenty this year. I think it's twenty this year. I'm pretty sure about that. But yeah, I'm I'm pumped about it. Like this is always a fun matchup. Oh, no, I'm going to watch stuff. this game. Yeah. This is going to be the game my TV's going to be on when it's on. Um, this is this is must watch viewing for me. It's become that um, the last several years that Iowa State has has kind of Matt since Matt Campbell has taken over the program. Yeah. And, and and kind of rebuilt some things there. 
And uh, I just want to see a good game. I want to see Iowa State play better because I thought they had a chance to compete in the Big 12. Yeah. Like, like when I say compete, I mean to compete possibly for the win. Big 12 championship game. Yeah, possibly and, win the Big 12. And, and, and just make it to the game or be in the conversation of playing in that game. The way they looked against Northern Iowa, if they yeah. don't put on a display here, I know those are non-conference games, so they could lose both of them and still compete, but it's just about how you're going into league play. Yeah. It's I, I, part of me wonders if maybe they just it, they don't have they don't have the full roster of dudes, right? I, I think maybe that has something to do with it. You think you think that Matt Campbell is just developing a program that is set up to win in the Big Twelve because they play such a different style of ball than most of the rest of the country. Well, most than than the rest of the conference, right? What well, I'm like the Big they, Twelve is quite a bit different <clears throat> than the rest of the. The Power Five con- yeah. conferences. <clears throat> no, and you're right. So, you're right. And so is he saying, "I don't care about non-conference games. I just need to win the Big Twelve. I'm going to build a system that I think competes against this the style Big of football." And then, and then against everybody else. We talked about that with Texas. Obviously, Texas is doing that. Yeah. They, to, I mean, Herman is is he's really setting up to just be. A, that's why he struggled with Maryland the first couple of years. Um, this is another thing. I mean, they look good now, and they look like they're better than just trying to compete with the Big 12. But he's he's building that program a little differently than everybody else. And that might be what's going on here. Uh, I I will, you know what, I'll know more after this weekend. I don't know that we will, like, though. I mean, if they if they get beat up by Iowa, and they still do really well in the Big 12, then I mean, we they, didn't, they we lost, didn't learn anything. They lost at Iowa last week. Last year, uh, yeah. I mean, last last year, 13-3. to Yes, and Which is a was, Big Ten football game. Yes, it they went was into Iowa nasty. and they played Big Ten football, and it, it was it was fun to watch. Well, I mean, I mean, was, but you and I like that stuff. Like, yeah, you and I enjoy it. We're but, defensive guys, but yeah, it's I, I'm I'm curious if this is setting up to be another one. Of, I think that's why this line has or this total has gone down. Well, the to- um, the total's gone down because 96 percent of the bets got it on Vegas Insider right now are on the over. Yeah, it's well, no, that's that's on the under. Oh. No, yeah, that's shoot, 96 that is on the under. It is so, the under. It, so it moved right. from 47 all the way down to 44 and a half. Where are we at? And 47, yeah, that, 44. And, yeah, okay. That, flip. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. I hate so, they move it from one line to the other. Yeah, I, I do agree. Y'all can't see this, but. Right, but you can go check it out for yourself at VegasInsider.com <laughs> if you want to. Um, yeah, I, let's let's make some picks here. Uh, I'm going to take Iowa. I'm going to take Iowa. Yeah, I, I like I like. Kirk I'm rarely going to bet against my boy Kevin Bell. Yeah, I could see that. He beat up on me in high school, but it made me a better person. So I'm assuming that you're going to take Iowa with the spread as well. Yeah, I would take Iowa. And I, I mean, it's, I it's mean, only two. With it, when it's this small, I'm going to usually always bet the, the team that I think will win the game. Uh, tell me this. So game day was kind of set up to go to Syracuse yep. this week. Do you think that, because this is a FS1 game, Okay. do you think that, had Stanford beaten USC, that they would have gone to UCF? I hope not. I hope not. Well, so I, I think, and this is this is a completely different conversation, I think the guys on game day have a bigger responsibility than to ABC and to ESPN because their influence actually matters in this sport. The yeah. people that watch this thing to determine um, the championship, the tournament, the playoff teams, all this stuff – they listen to them. Nebraska, and this is not his fault, okay? Nebraska had an overwhelmingly 
misplaced odds to win the national championship because in a one quick line as he was about to sign off of a show, he was uh, um, Kirby was asked about what about Nebraska next year? And he said, if Tom Herman can do this and do that, Scott, Frost. Herman, Scott Frost can do that. <laughs> I was thinking of Herman. If he can do this and he can do that and, and everything falls right, they can compete for a national championship. And that's all he said. And instantly, all the odds went their way. I think these guys have a responsibility yeah. to do what's best for the sport and not what's necessarily best for their company in we'll go to ABC games or we'll go to ESPN games. And the reason that matters is because that is the number one TV show in the world when it comes to sports. There's yeah. no there's no sports show that gets a higher rating. You could go to any place in the world. That game could get a zero rating. That show, that show is going to dominate TV. Yeah, it's it's going to do at least 1.8 million so ESPN every episode. And, yes, ESPN and ABC are going to make their money off that show. Regardless. I'm really glad that they they kind of didn't didn't pick an ESPN or an ABC team cuz this is the best game of the weekend. Yeah, I think, I think this is the most the I, most impactful game of the week. I think they're getting to a point where they're they're wanting to hit all of the places that they have not gotten a chance to. And, and when there's you have not an that opportunity, many. yeah. Now yeah. Syracuse would have given them that chance. Yeah. Had and they won. we're talking about Power Fives, of course. That's but, right. oh yeah. Yeah. They can't go all around the world. So, but I, that's I guess, just that's just my opinion. I think they owe it to the sport because they actually affect lines. They have. I mean. There's a they, lot of big. There's a lot of big betters that think I move lines. I move lines, and they get all egotistical about it. No, you want to know who moves lines? Kirby. Kirby moves yeah, Kirk, lines. Kirk Kirk Street definitely definitely moves lines. All right, let's move into game number two. Stanford at UCF. Central Florida is a seven and a half point favorite here. Total is fifty nine. It's at two thirty p.m. on ESPN. So these will be going head to head here. Uh, Spectrum Stadium in Orlando, Florida. It's going to be hot. It's going to be muggy. It's going to be the humidity out the wahoo. Quarterbacks KJ Costello and Brandon Wimbush are back. UCF was hoping to get a ranked Stanford team coming in, uh, just to give them a little more credence to 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 have something on the resume, right? If they continue to win, they want to be able to put this on the resume. Now, people look at this as, well, this is. An easy bet. This it was UCF minus three, I believe, as a game of the year earlier, and it's ballooned all the way up to seven because of how badly Stanford got beat last week. It's now seven and a half. It's now seven and a half. KJ Costello back, Brandon Wimbush back. UCF has not been super efficient with either one of these quarterbacks in the passing game. That is Stanford's number one weakness. Stanford has been able to stop the run. They have been able to stop the things that UCF is good at. So. The question is, now the metrics have it, UCF minus 11.18. The total is 57 on it. So the total has it under and has UCF covering the spread. I, I like Josh Heupel. I want to say I trust David Shaw more, but, man, I still don't know what is going on with Stanford. Stanford just doesn't look good. They, they don't look right, and, and I'm going to tell you, they got to play two games on the West Coast where they're used to that climate and they're used to that atmosphere. I know that L.A. last week – was hot and muggy, but it was real late at night. So it's, it was probably it's different. Down. It ain't, ain't like, two thirty in Orlando. It ain't like the heat down south. Yeah, and we talk about that a lot, and sometimes it matters, and sometimes it doesn't. Boise, Boise went in Tallahassee and, and whooped them. 
I, okay. I think but, I think UCF is a little bit better team than Florida State right now. Oh, there's no question. <laughs> I, I also think that I don't know that I don't know that Boise is not a better team than Stanford. You might be right. So, with with that being said, I really want it. When I woke up and I was looking at lines, I didn't care if a hundred percent of the people were on Central Florida. All I wanted to see was this line at six and a half, and it was going to be a lock bet of my. I needed a touchdown to win. When I saw it was seven and a half, I was like, oh, man, it just scares me. And then I see that 88% of the people on Central Florida are thinking, we're making a pick here. I'm riding with Central Florida. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm going to roll Stanford to cover the spread. I'm going to take UCF to win the game. I think I think they win, you know, field goal, touchdown, something like that. Um, but, man, that that hook just. It scared me. Yeah. It was something I didn't like. And, and. I just don't know what I think about this Stanford team. I don't know how I don't know how real they are. Yeah, neither do I. And I think this environment's going to be tough. I think Central uh, Central Florida doesn't care that they're not ranked. Those fans are going to show up. They're going to they're going to get after them. Yeah, no, I can I can see that. Uh, I, I mean, you know, there are hundreds of Stanford fans in the Stanford crowd. Oh yeah, there, there will be zeros of Stanford fans. Yeah, in this no, crowd. there will be ten, tens tens. And the reason maybe. I say that is because like. Stanford people are transplants everywhere. Yeah, but especially like I, Orlando, oh, big well, Florida, city. Like that's, Florida has people from all over the world. That's what I'm the saying. The problem is, is those people aren't showing up for this game. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Yeah, you might, you might be right. All right, let's move on. Game three. Clemson minus twenty-seven and a half at Syracuse. Now, Chris told me that this is not a big game. It's not a big game. The total sixty-one. It's six thirty p.m. ABC in the Carrier Dome in Syracuse, New York. Uh, it may not be a big game, but it is a matchup that was supposed to matter and was supposed to be a big game. That's right. And look, and Syri- and Syracuse, Dino Babers ripped out our hearts. Clemson has been given fits by Syracuse the last two seasons. And, and now, last year they didn't Syracuse, give up forty to Maryland, though. Syracuse should have no, sixty to Maryland. So here's the thing: they got demolished last week, sixty-three to twenty, but. Was that a little bit of a look-ahead spot? Were they so geared up for Because, look, here's the deal. Syracuse finds a way to beat Clemson, who has not looked super efficient on offense. True. Trevor Lawrence has not looked fantastic. True. He hadn't looked like what he did last year if at the Maryland end of the year. Maryland looks better than Clemson against this football team, then everything we know about this sport is wrong. Well, it, that might be the case anyway. Because everything has been bananas in the first two weeks anyway. I can't Look, live in that world. The Clemson offense, Texas A&M showed how to slow down Travis Etienne. I would right? love to see it. Now, don't forget, Syracuse went on the road to Maryland. Now Clemson actually has to go on the road to Syracuse. On the road to Maryland. What do you think that drive is? Uh, I, I'm with you. Like two uh, and a half hours? Yeah, maybe. But either way, you're playing at the opposing team stadium. It's just, it's a little That's bit different. That's upstate New York. It could be a, it could be a hike. I could, I could be wrong. So, from Clemson to Syracuse is a little ways. Well, yes. That's a plane flight. But look at this. The last time Clemson lost a regular season game was in this stadium two years ago. I know. I remember. With a much worse Syracuse team than what they've got right now. Now, I do think that Clemson is better now than they were two years ago. But so is Syracuse. Like, there is a chance. Now, the metrics have this Clemson minus 25.27 with a total of 64.8. So they've got it going over, and they've got Syracuse covering, which I can 100% see Syracuse covering. Because all Syracuse has to do, if they win this game, 
They are the front runners in that division in the ACC. So if Syracuse wins the game. It's not so out of much, realm of There's so much more than the front runners of winning the ACC. There's so much more than that if they beat Clemson. Well, they would have been had they not gotten their doors blown in by Maryland. Like I, you would, if Syracuse wins this game, they would have to lose two more times in the ACC. And if they beat Clemson, do you see them losing two more times? I mean, we looked at that schedule. Well, no, but I also don't see them beating Clemson. Neither do I, but we didn't the last two years either. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. I think Dino Babers knows something about Clemson where he is able to find matchup advantages. And no, Syracuse has not looked good this year so far, but... I just part of me thinks that they might be saving something. I hope for you're right. You know how much I love Dino Babers. And they, you know they how completely much I love underestimated Maryland last yeah. week. I think you, that might you, be what yeah, happened. So what happened? You, you know how much I love this team. And, yeah. and you know how much I dislike the other team. And I just I can't see it. I can't see it. If you've been sandbagging so much, <laughs> waiting for this game. Yeah. I don't know. I can't see it. I hope it happens. I'd love to be wrong on this. I just don't understand 25-point spreads being, what a, being a big game. Because I if this that one thing <laughs> that has super small – I can get you the money line in like two seconds. If this, if this thing happens that is such a small percentage chance of actually occurring, then it's a big deal. But you could say that with every team where some little guy plays a big guy. Your money line is plus 2,500. Oh, and the line is now 28. See, I might hit Syracuse now. I might bet that now. I mean, let's see here. I'm going to swap it on the sheet right quick. But it, it, I'm going to go buy some Powerball tickets. Does it, no, no, no. I, I, I'm not talking about the now money line. I mean, you know, what do you put five bucks down? What's five bucks pay out at 2,500? I mean, you're talking if, if it was plus 1,000, that's 500. So... Make it a thousand. You make one hundred twenty-five dollars. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's that ain't bad. That ain't bad. That's like buying a lottery ticket. That's what it is. Buy, buy one of them jumbo bucks, whatever. It is, it is a lottery ticket. That's exactly what it is. But but Syracuse plus twenty-eight, like that sounds reasonable, right my, here. You're right, and it, so. and I'm not arguing with the bet, and I'm not arguing with any of that. My argument is, we can't have lottery tickets be. What the big game is. Agreed. Agreed. I'm with you. But we'll see how this game plays y'all, out. Y'all are seeing this fight. See, the kids are watching it's, this fight. It's all good. It happens. That's it. I, I was going to put this on here. I'm taking Syracuse plus 28, Clemson to win. You doing the same thing? Uh, yeah, I'll take the 28 points. That's, I knew you'd take them points. That's, would you have taken it at 27 and a half? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it, what would you have gone down to? I don't know. I like Dino Babers, and I don't care if I lose. I've got a job. <laughs> I've got a really good job. That's so a good I don't point. Give a shit. That's a good point. All right, game number four. We'll roll through these so we can do the uh, the interesting matchups. Give a little blurb about each. Arizona State at Michigan State. Michigan State minus thirteen and a half. Total is forty two. That's a low freaking total. It opened at forty seven, by the way. Uh, 3 p.m. I would have loved it at 47. Holy crap, I'd have loved it at 47. Oh, same here. And apparently everybody else did too. Uh, At 3 p.m. on Fox, so check this out. In that one window, you've got Iowa-Iowa State on FS1 at 3. 
You got Stanford UCF at 2.30 on ESPN, and you got Arizona State Michigan State at 3 p.m. on Fox. How crazy is that? They just tossed everything right in the same window. Uh, this is at Spartan Stadium in East Lansing, Michigan. Arizona State freshman quarterback Jaden McDaniel has been awesome through his first two games, but they have played absolutely nobody. Uh, look, Michigan State offense, their offense had trouble moving the ball against Tulsa. Now, they remedied that last week against Western Michigan, but Western Michigan has had a defense in the hundreds for the last three, four years. I mean, they are terrible. We think defense. Arizona's defense, Arizona State's defense is ranked. Arizona State's defense, this is defensive efficiency. Arizona State is number seven in the country. No way. Michigan's, oh, well, okay. Michigan, well, we're using numbers against high school teams. Michigan State's is number 12. Now, Michigan yeah. State has also played, they played Tulsa and Western Michigan. Farm. I got it. Yeah. So, it, look, now the other side of this is Arizona State did play Kent State. And not that Kent State is supposed to be any good, but remember, they have moved to a more high-tempo, uh, up-tempo, whatever offense. I mean, they, they can put up points. Uh, and Arizona State held them to nothing. I mean, they, they shut them down. Herm Edwards went 7-5 and five in the regular season last year. Four losses by seven points each and another one by two. Yeah, we like Herm. I like Coach Herm. Yes. The metrics have at Michigan State minus 15.27 and a total of 43.95. So they've got it going over, and they've got Michigan State covering the 13-and-a-half. I don't see it that way. This is going to be in my gambling picks. Uh, but I am taking Arizona State plus the 13-and-a-half. And actually, I think that line's moved to 14. I can give you an update on right now. Like, I, I want to say that it had moved to 14, but... I got 13 and a half. Okay, and move back down. So Arizona State plus 13 and a half for me. Uh, I'll still take Michigan State to win at home, but this this has field goal touchdown game written all over it. You agree? These these are two coaches that like yep. to to limit possessions I'm, I'm, I, and not take chances. I don't normally like agreeing with you just because I think it's boring to watch, but Michigan State to win, Arizona State to cover. You know, we had somebody uh, somebody on YouTube commented and said. This is bullcrap. I came here to get betting advice, and you guys are giving valid points for both teams. Like, and I said, well, we're going to disagree sometimes. Well, Gary's usually going to get valid points. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to tell you things that piss me off about the other team. There you and go. So I like to bet against them. Yeah, it, it kind of irritated me. I was like, yeah, sometimes we're going to disagree. That's what happens. Uh, let's move into game number five. North Carolina at Wake Forest. Wake Forest is a three-point favorite. This is a Friday night game on ESPN, and it starts at 5 p.m. Central Time, God's time zone. 67 and a half is the total. BB&T field in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Look. Honest, honest question. Honest question. What would you have given me if I told you before the season started? North Carolina, Wake Forest, big game, week three. What would I have given you? Like, like what were the odds on that? Plus fifteen hundred. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I it, mean, it would have been way up. There's there. no chance. It would have no been way chance. up there. Uh, Black Brown things, make us all look like fools. Yes, uh, very much so. It really, like Wake Forest should have lost their Week One game. Yes, sir. But they, they found a way have. to come back. Found a way to come back. North Carolina should have lost Week One. Should have lost last week. Found a way to come back. Did what they had to do. Uh, look, Clemson, Hawaii. And North Carolina are the only three teams in the country that have two Power Five wins through the first two weeks this year. 
Now, the interesting thing about this game, it is a non-conference game. And you and I argued about this I'm before. Not. This is the dumbest thing it, on the planet. It does not affect the ACC standings whatsoever. These two teams are traditional rivals. They wanted to play more frequently than the once every six years that the ACC was letting them do it. Then play every year. So that, Well, that's what they're trying to do. Alabama and Tennessee, traditional rivals. They play every year. LSU, Florida, traditional rivals. They play every year. But the, the reason they do that is because the SEC actually put that into the scheduling. So it's, but the ACC said, you know no, why? we're just going to rotate. You know why? Because it matters more. You about right. You about right. Uh, quarterback Sam Howell against Jamie Newman. That is a quarterback matchup that I never would have thought was going to be a highlight reel, right? On big game uh, Tuesday. If North Carolina wins here, Wednesday. they have App State coming to Chapel Hill next week. Both will be undefeated. Game that day is, will be there. No, not at that one. Oh. We talked about this the other day. If North Carolina can get through these two games, that's right. Clemson comes into Chapel Hill the week after that in that's week right. five. That's right. You look at that schedule, there ain't nothing else. But Clemson's going to lose to Syracuse. It's entirely possible. You never know. But we all understand how the rankings work. Everybody will call that a fluke, and then they'll move Clemson to number four. You know, uh, they won the national championship last year. Hey, give them a freebie. It's all good. No worries. Doesn't matter that their schedule is complete and total garbage. That's fine. Metrics have Wake Forest minus 3.22, the total 65. So they've got it going under. Who would have thought? And they've that's, got weight covering. Almost exactly what the lines are. Yeah, I know, right? Now, some of these are, are way off. And, yeah, but this, this one's not. This one dead on. Dead on the number. Uh, give me your pick. What you thinking here? I'm not betting against Mac Brown anymore. <laughs> Listen. North Carolina to win? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, give me North Carolina to win. They're going to defeat him. They're, going to, they're not going to lose a game. That's No, I'm out on that one. But, you think Wake Forest is going to win? No, I think North Carolina's probably going to win. I, I like I like North Carolina's team. I have, I have no idea what Mac Brown did, but now look, it, Sam Howell has got, I mean, some nuts on him. <laughs> he is he is something else. Uh, good gracious! Now let's move into the interesting matchups here. Very quick blurb about each Friday night game. You love this one: Washington State minus nine at Houston. It's not on Houston's campus. It's at NRG Stadium. Pretty big matchup. Not even going to talk about the game. We got yeah. De'Aaron King against uh, this new kid for, for Mike Leach. And Mike right. Leach could turn anybody into quarterback gold. No like, it's question. just ridiculous. Uh, but Dana Holgerson played for Mike Leach at Iowa Wesleyan. Mike Leach yeah. is so old. Leach gave him his first coaching job at Valdosta State. Yes, sir. Hogo was the only coach to have the title of O.C., under Leach. That was in 2007 at Texas Tech. This is awesome. I know. I like, know. I this can't. is a matchup that has been 25 years in the making. That's right. That's right. And so it's just, it, it when. And Holgerson just got here five minutes ago. Well, Holgerson got the West Virginia job the year after Texas Tech ran Leach off. That's right. So he never got to face him yes. in conference. But this is going to I don't be even fun. know that. When that happened, I don't think West Virginia was in the Big 12 yet. I may, No, they weren't. It was like 2012. Yeah, I that think. happened, that happened way before it, the, the, the realignment. Either way. Um, yeah, that's – no, no, no. I th- did Holgerson get the job in like 08? No, he went to Oklahoma State. Yeah. Uh, and then went to West Virginia West after Virginia. that. But either way, this is going to be an awesome matchup. 
You know I, these dudes are going to pull some tricks out. All, all I want to do is just sit in a room and hang out with these guys and drink beer. And oh, listen to them Lord, talk. yes. Like, I don't want to say anything. I just want to listen and, and hang out. It's, well, I would I would try and toss some things out there to get conversation stirred up. No, I don't. You don't. You don't need to with Leach. Well, no, but you the, don't. Anytime you see one of Leach's press conferences, it's always like people start him off. Hey, what do you think about Bigfoot? Actually, let me tell you a story, right? And then it goes into all this other stuff, right? People ask him these weird questions, and they've started doing it because they know that he'll talk about it. Other coaches will just look at you like you're insane. I know. Leach he's, is awesome. He's Holgerson. So However, uh, yeah, that is a Red Bull and vodka drinking fool. I mean, we're talking about going to the casinos. We're talking, and he has got the most fun hair of any college football coach out there. Skullet. Aside from maybe maybe Gundy, no, a but I still think it's better. Skullet's better than mullet. No, I think yeah, I think you're probably right. Uh, move on, next one. Let's see, USC minus four and a half at BYU. Lince won. Out is the AD at USC. Quit. Does it resigned, right? Yeah. And then walk up. Y'all are y'all are looking for my replacement, and I'm still right here. Exactly. I'm still here. Um this is the first game without the AD. What do you think about USC right now? Look, Slovis looks phenomenal. Their freshman quarterback. BYU can outpower USC. I think they're I think they're better in the trenches, probably. BYU 0-4 in their last four as a home underdog. I, USC, if they win this game, they are sitting at 3-0. I think they're back in the rankings. I think that they've got a chance because Washington doesn't really scare you right now. Uh, Notre Dame looked eh their first two weeks. You know, what do we what do we make of this? I mean, I like USC. I don't know that an athletic director affects a head coach. No, no, no I don't think that matters at all. Team at all. So I think the Lin Swan thing is just crappy of the people that run the school and which we kind of know that for a while but well, yeah. they're, they're not a very well ran organization um, they should have no, done this back in the summer really fire the guy before you hire his replacement that's that's just a little common courtesy. or before you start looking for the replacement well, yes I mean just yeah. it, if you knew that he wasn't going to be the guy you, you can't call and interview four or five people and, <laughs> and then say did you just interview this guy these guys all talk. They know each yeah, other. They, they know what's up. And then nobody wants to take that job because you're doing that to your current AD. Why would I come take that job? Exactly. You're going to treat me this crappy? Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm with you. I think USC is better than we thought before the yeah. season started. And, and they're playing well. BYU, I mean, I'd like to give them a shot here. That's and, a tough physical football team. And, but, it, I mean, A, I get points taking USC. No, USC's favorite. Oh, that's right. Yeah, USC minus four and a half. So uh, it's down to four. Down to four right now. Man, I may jump all over that one here in a little bit. Hang on, before you. That's it. You're gonna check out the Vegas Insider yeah. thing. That's it. We we were supposed to roll through these quick. <laughs> no, we. But, I told you we got to do less games because nothing is quick. They they may have this as uh, do BYU. Dead air, baby. There we go. Southern Dead Cal. Dead air. It's still four, four and a half. And ninety six percent of the people are so cow. I am not jumping on on USC at all. Give me BYU. You rolling BYU on that one, all right? USC uh, to win the game. Next game up. TCU minus two and a half at Purdue. 
Purdue quarterback Elijah Sindelar, day-to-day with a concussion after last week. Uh, this will tell us a lot about these two teams, right? That's right. Was the loss to Nevada just an anomaly, or is Purdue actually in real trouble this year? TCU, is this one of those bounce-back seasons after they go, you know, 7-6, and six, whatever, where they turn a switch and they're at 10 wins, 11 wins? I could not like two coaches better at kind of like the same tier program yeah. in their perspective conference. At, which are both specialties at, at two different things. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. They, they, couldn't, all they offensive. couldn't be more different. Yeah. It's it's strange. Uh, but Patterson against Jeff Brom. I, Gary Patterson's a man after my own heart. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how to lean on this one. Now, luckily, we're not doing picks on these interesting matchups. Oh, we're not? No. no we're, we, we only do the We're just the talking about them. If you want to go see our picks for the big games, our five big games each week, you go over to the website, go over to the gambling picks section, and they're right there. It's the if you're listening to us game. ramble about these interesting games, I'd take TCU. Yeah. I think I'd probably do the same. But, man, Brom as a home underdog, like really good. I'm literally just betting Gary Patterson, and that's it. That's that's probably smart idea. But, then, I mean, look, listen, I love both these guys. Yeah, so. you're right. You're right. Alabama, minus 25 at South Carolina. 2010, last time Alabama was in Columbia, Steve Spurrier's Gamecocks whooped that rear end, 35-21. to 21. As Nick Saban said this week, they whipped the lining out of our pants. Like, they got their brains beat in that day. Steven Garcia had the greatest individual quarterback performance I have ever seen against an Alabama defense. It was, he couldn't miss. He was firing on all cylinders, and he had been out drinking the night before. And I think I heard a story about that, which does that surprise you at all about Stephen Garcia? No. Freshman quarterback Ryan Helinski, 24 out of 30, 282 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, one rushing touchdown last week in a 72-10 to 10 thrashing of Charleston Southern. Still a freshman quarterback going up against Nick Saban. Is there any chance that any kind of magic Will pops up? Will not Steve Spurrier. I think that's may, that may be all you need to say about that one, right? All right, moving on. Next one. Florida State at Virginia. Virginia minus 7.5. Now, the reason that I've got this on here, Florida State gave up a 21-3 lead in the first half to Boise. They gave up a 21-0 lead to ULM. Still got the win, 45-44, but it was in overtime, and it would have gone to double overtime had ULM not missed an extra point. Florida State, 2-7-1 against the spread on the road in their last 10. Virginia, 5-2 at, at, uh, against the spread in the last two seasons at home. I mean, what do you think? When it, it, Virginia can win this game and maybe dominate their division for the rest of the uh, the season here. I think Florida State's a terrible football team, and I don't know why we're talking about them in the big games. I think this is more about Bronco Mendenhall. Okay. I love Bronco Mendenhall. And I think what Virginia's doing is really, really special. And he's turning that program around. Florida State's a dumpster fire. This is a team that barely beat Louisiana. No, you're right. Well, Louisiana Monroe. Monroe. That's even worse. That's even worse. That's even worse. You didn't didn't help the calls. Two more. Kansas State at Mississippi State. State a minus 7.5 point favorite. Tommy Stevens, day-to-day Mississippi State quarterback. Kansas State, number 8 most efficient team in the country. Man. Number 10 on defense, number 6 we, on offense. We might have been. 
bigly wrong about Kansas State preseason. Now, they have played nobody yeah, in the first two the games. Yeah, they crap out of those nobody teams. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of... I didn't think they'd score all those points the whole year. It's amazing to me that Wisconsin has gotten so much hype for... For, you know, they're super efficient. They're the number one most efficient, right? But South Florida is a little bit different than some of these other teams. Now, Florida, are they? Yes, they are. South Florida beats these teams by two scores every day. Not State and Kansas State. The people Kansas State has played. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. And the people that Mississippi State has played. South Florida beats all those teams by two scores. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we may have been way wrong. On Kansas State. We if, may have been. If they come in to Starkville oh, and, they, and if they put walk it on, out with a W, we we were dead wrong. Dead wrong. No, no, not not maybe wrong. We well, I I had them three and nine. Yeah. Um they would already have three wins if they beat Mississippi State this weekend. And yes. it's not out of the realm of possibility. Like oh, I know no. they're the underdogs here, but whew, boy. All right, last one up. Closing out, Florida at Kentucky. Kentucky, a seven-and-a-half point underdog at home. Terry Wilson, quarterback, out for the season. Uh, look, I, I like the uh, I like the new quarterback. Mm-hmm. Kid from uh, from Troy that came in as a grad transfer. I was about to say, grad transfer. He's older. He's got some experience. Sawyer, what is it? Sawyer Smith? I think that's right. Yeah, um, So It's Sawyer something. Yeah, I, I didn't write it down. Totally should have. Good country boy name. But... Either way, I know his name's Sawyer, and that's a pretty good name. And that makes me think that Kentucky's got a shot here. I think he is a better passer than Terry Wilson was. I, I don't know. Kentucky's still got a good defense. I, was, I, I, I think I think Mark Rick has. I mean, oh God, Mark. Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops. Jesus, all these <laughs> we, old. We're struggling at the end of this. All these old coaching <laughs> names are just running together. Um, Mark Stoops has been recruiting. He's built this team up, and and they are. They are not the Kentucky that we grew up with. They are better than that. and They have a culture now. I mean, I I kind of like Kentucky, I mean, firmly planted in that third spot. I know we're only two weeks in behind Georgia and Florida and in, in the SEC East. And they got Florida at home here. They get them at home. It's, it's more than a touchdown. I like Kentucky. I like Mark Stoops. I, I mean, I'm with you. If, if we were picking this one, I would take Kentucky plus seven and a half here. I mean, I, I don't like what Florida has done so far. And I could see Felipe Franks making some big-time errors in this game. Uh, he made mistakes last year against Kentucky, cost them the game in the swamp. Hey, look, this ain't the same Kentucky key, uh, team no, as last year. It's not the same, but, the, but, but they're, the they're culture, a good team, though. They have built a culture. That's right. And they are, they are really, really good. Really good. All right, that is going to wrap up. This week's college football big game previews. We had a big NFL week one, but that just leaves us thirsty for more. So we're going to get into NFL big game previews for week two. We're going to talk about the five biggest games of the weekend, and we're going to discuss some more interesting matchups after that. Smaller ones, but still interesting nonetheless. The show brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They've got six incredible sports books. You can find more information on them over at tunicatravel.com, or you can just go down into the description there, whether you're listening on podcast or watching on YouTube, etc. Click on the link down there. It'll tell you all you need to know about the sports books and everything else that's happening down in Tunica, Mississippi, down in the great delta of Mississippi. Ah, we can be found at winningcureseverything.com. 
If you have not already, go sign up for the Pick'em Contest. This week, again, we have got a Tunica Prize Pack. Last week had a guy that went 10-0 in the Pick'em Contest. We had over 170 entrants. Uh, I'm telling you, people are getting smart with these lines. you got to be good if you're going to jump into this thing. It is free to jump in. All you got to do, put in your email, put in your name, make your picks. You can win a prize pack as well. It's a couple of t-shirts, a golf marker set, tickets to the Gateway to the Blues Museum, all sorts of stuff. A, a koozies. I mean, they got two uh, tunica koozies. They, I mean, it, it's awesome stuff. Pretty good prize pack, if you ask me. So go sign up for the Pick'em Contest. You can find our picks. You can find everything else about us, our social media, everything else over at winningcureseverything.com. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button for us. Leave some comments. Tell us what we got right, what we got wrong. All those wonderful things. If you're listening on the podcast, if you're on Apple, hit that subscribe button. Leave a nice review. Five stars written. If you're on Spotify, if you're on Google Podcast, whatever your favorite podcast app is, if they let you leave a review, leave a review. Put five stars. Tell everybody you know about it. Share the show out. Let's get Jumping. You ready to fire in? Come on. Everything's going well? Yep. All right. All right. I'm ready for this. NFL Big Game Previews, Week 2, Game Number 1, the New Orleans Saints. Traveling across country, short week, to the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are a three-point favorite. The total is 53. It is a 3.25 p.m. game on Fox. That is the prime window on Sunday it's at Memorial Coliseum in L.A. Rematch of last year's NFC Championship game. Went to overtime last year. The Rams got the win. They are headed to the Super Bowl. We're headed to the Super Bowl. Uh, both teams started out 1-0. This could be an NFC playoff preview. Tell me what you think here. Sean Payton getting done? Is, yeah, is big, this a revenge big, spot? Big revenge spot. Um, I, I have no idea, actually. I'm really excited to watch this game. The Saints... Give up big plays. Drew Brees still got it, but, you know. It's it's weird, right? Against, it's, against a team the caliber of the Rams, this is not going to be easy. TJ Reeves from the Three Dog Thursday podcast joined us on the Gambling Picks show, and he brought up that the Saints gave up a lot of big plays against the Texans. The Rams are kind of known for big plays. Yeah, I mean, that's what Sean McVay does. It, 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 here's the deal, though. It doesn't matter. I mean, both of these coaches are going to be ready. Um, I'm, I'm, God, I'm crazy excited about this game. I'm really shocked. The over-under in this game is 53. Yeah. I like the over because I think both of these teams are just going to sling it out. See, I like that in the playoff game. You remember I took the over yeah. on that and it ended up, what was it, a, a 44 is the what was the the? I'm not gonna get. I don't I have no idea. I don't remember but what the, the playoff, total was. Playoff but, football is completely different than regular season football. Totally yeah. different. And here's the other thing. I'm looking at Vegas Insider. Ninety nine percent of the people are on the under. That's that's nine nine. Yeah, and eighty three percent on the Saints on the spread. People love this revenge spot here. Well, and I also think people love the Saints. I, I think, mean, they, I they think do. They have a massive following. Been around for a long time. That's. A, I'm. I'm wondering people how much. I wonder how much of the the Texans game 
where you know they did give up the big plays. They did, I'm, I'm wondering how much of that was looking ahead because they want to get back at the Rams. I don't know. No, I don't think that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think know that the NFL matters. really does that so much. Yeah. But here's the other thing. Carolina went toe-to-toe with the Rams. Yeah. I mean, they lost, they lost by a field goal. Rams went across country. Yeah. But, I mean, Carolina hung with them. If if we think the Saints are considerably better than their counterparts in the South, which I don't know that I do, but but I do think they are better. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. We uh, I'm curious to see the home field advantage that the Rams have because L. A. just has not shown up. No, the I, first I agree. Year that both those teams were there, and and the Ram they're showing up more for the Rams than anybody, but still. It's still not the same as it is like going to the Superdome. No, not at all. They they don't they don't have just the crazy home field advantage. No, I I do and, agree and with so you. So I wonder I wonder how much that's going to come into effect. And, and I'm really curious. I mean, have we ever seen a Super Bowl team not have like a crazy home opener? And maybe it will. Maybe the LA guys will come out of the woodwork, and and maybe they'll be jumping and rocking and and ready to celebrate their team and start a new season and. And make another run at this thing. Maybe. I don't. I don't think so. But but we'll see. I mean, there's there's nothing else going on in LA, right? There's there's <laughs> kind of always something else going on, which is why it, let's it's uh, tough. let's make some picks on this real quick. I'm I'm gonna take the Saints on this one. Uh, I like them to cover. I like them to win. Um, are you it, just? This is for. You know, our little big game podcast. I, I, pod, would, uh, I would take the, game I'd take the Saints. Rolling with the Saints. I'd take the Saints. Saints and, uh, uh, to win and cover, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, that sounds like a plan to me. Game number two, the Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are a three-point favorite. The total is 44. It is a noon game on Fox. Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. The Vikings defense shut out the Falcons for three quarters last week. Picked off Matt Ryan twice. Matt Ryan had two 12-yard scrambles. Ish Smith had a 16-yard run. Take away those three plays. The D-line held the Falcons to 2.7 yards per carry. Uh, no, the Falcons are not known as a running team, but neither are the Packers. Oh, but you yeah. got to have some semblance of a running game in order to get your passing game going. Uh, on the other side, is the Packers' defense really that good? I mean, they, they absolutely stacked the box against the Bears and forced Trubisky to throw. The Bears averaged 3.1 yards per run on only 15 carries. Um, I I don't know what to think here, really. I, well, I think I we're like going to get the, the same style of defense from the Packers. Yeah. I think they're going to stack the box, and they're going to make Kirk beat them. And I think that Kirk Cousins can do it. Yeah, I do, too. I, I do especially too. With, with the offensive staff that they've got. You, I mean, you, you and, and I you are and high I, on the Vikings. I was going to say, you and I are a lot higher than almost everybody else that I read and follow. Yeah. On the Vikings, yes. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Vikings to win this game. Yeah, me too. This is this is my this is gonna be in my gambling picks, but absolutely. Yeah, it, same here actually. Yeah. So uh, Vikings plus three and to win for both of us. Let's move on. Next game, game number three. The Seattle Seahawks travel across the country to the Steelers. Steelers are a four point favorite. The total is forty six and a half. Game time, 12 p.m., another Fox game. Kind of surprising, right? It's a, the, the NFL does this TV 
switch yeah. up thing so differently because Steelers in the AFC, that should be a CBS game, but whatever. Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Seahawks beat the Bengals 21-20 in Seattle last week. The Steelers got blown out 33-3 in Foxborough. Um, Steelers, it, I wonder how much of this was they were going up against the Patriots on the night that they get to celebrate the Super Bowl victory. I mean, it's a Sunday night, primetime spot. Nobody beats the Patriots in Foxborough. You know that as well as anybody. That was just not a game that they were going to win. But but were they really as bad as what they looked like? They, I mean, they looked like they had no heart. That's the problem. It's one thing to go up there and lose. It's another thing to just not to show up demolished. at all. Yeah. I mean, to get embarrassed. You, they didn't put up any fight at all. Yeah. I mean, it was it was bad. They didn't score. They, this great offense, this big bid for, for MVP or whatever. And, and, you know, nothing. Blanked him. Yeah. Kept him out of the end zone. They 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 looked about as bad as you can possibly Now, I look. think they're going to score this week. I don't, I, you know, I, I think if Cincinnati can score on Seattle, I definitely think the Steelers are just going to score on Seattle. Um, I, I have no clue, no clue what to think here. If I got to make a pick, I'm just going to take points. That's that all I know to do because I have no earthly idea what to expect from Seattle. And, and I saw one week of, of the Steelers, and all I can think is they're just not good. Um, are you rolling Seahawks to win the game? If I have to make a pick, yes. Okay. But I, I don't. You don't trust them? I don't want to make that pick because I honestly have no earthly idea. Yeah. I'm just taking points because this, I, this I, get will be head, I get to start with a head start. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, it, this will be an interesting game to, to figure out. What exactly are these teams? Yeah, I right? think I'll know a lot more about both of them after this game than I know today. Because the, the Seahawks, like, one, were the Bengals actually pretty good? Or was Seattle not as good as we thought they could be? Or, I mean, there's there's all sorts of different storylines that could go in here. Um, look, we all understand Russell Wilson, great quarterback. But with Brian Schottenheimer calling that offense... He puts them in some of the worst positions, man. It is. It didn't it, look it, good. It is borderline criminal what he does with the talent that is on that team. It's just ridiculous. And if he does it again this week, I mean, one, you, you don't want the Steelers, if, if you are the Steelers, you don't want to get into an 0-2 hole. No. I mean, it, you, you know what the, the percentage is for teams that go 0-2 as far as making the playoff. Right. Correct. So you don't want to get in that spot. Um, I'm going to roll Steelers minus four. Here, I, I think they bounced back. I think they were absolutely embarrassed last week. And I think this team does have more heart. They do have talent. They've got a good defense. Uh, I think they found a way to get it done. And I think that they cover the four. I think it helps that they're playing 12 p.m. against a West Coast team. I, I think that's, that helps. that's probably the biggest indicator. Yeah. Uh, game number four. The Browns at the Jets, Monday night football. Typically, this would not be a big game. Nope. Right, but both of these teams zero and one. The Jets plus three right now. Line opened up at the Browns minus one and a half. It is all the way up to three now, and the total is forty five. It's Monday night, Monday night football, seven fifteen p.m. ESPN from MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Sam Darnold had a a sixteen to nothing lead on the Bills. At home. Had. 
had and lost 17 to 16. And man, I just, this Browns team, for all the hype, for all the, the, the talk, and to put up that performance at home in week one was just ridiculous. So you will find out this week if the Browns have any heart, if they are going to, I mean, if you get out to an 0-2 start, this team could absolutely implode. They, because this schedule gets tough. You and I talked about this on the, the recap, the reaction show. Man, can you imagine what it is going to be like in Cleveland if this team starts out 0-2? Because yeah. they could easily start out 1-6. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, even if they win this, they could still go 2-5 and five to start. But, man, you if you're the Browns, you've got to get this win. Yeah. And, and, I mean, what do we know about the Jets that would make you think that they could win this game? I don't know a lot. I mean, they got I, a good I, defense. I think they got a good defense. But my issue with the Jets and my issue with Sam Darnold, we had this conversation when we were breaking down these quarterbacks um, in the draft the year they all came out. And my problem with Sam then is the same problem I have now. Some quarterbacks are just born to throw the football to the other team. Sam's done it in college, and so far he's done it in the pros. Yeah. And I just think. So it's, it's real easy to say, well, Peyton Manning led the league in interceptions his rookie year, so it's so big deal. Yes, but he didn't have a history of doing it all through college either. Yeah. The ones that have done it their entire ultimate competitive life, even though they win a lot of games, man, that's a dangerous sign. Yeah. And I just think he's, he's going down that road of being a guy that's just going to give the ball to the other team. Biggest thing for the Browns, Gotta limit the penalties. Oh yeah, 18 the, the Browns have to clean their game up. The, yeah, that's, the, that's non-negotiable for for their offense to have success. You cannot constantly put yourself behind the sticks. Like you just you can't do it. And I'm curious to see if they will be able to clean it up in a week. Right? They they've got longer to prep than most teams this week. So you know they they played on Sunday at noon, and now they get to play the Monday night game. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to see it. I, I, that's why I think this is a big game. It is interesting because this is basically the season for both of these teams. Both of these teams had playoff hopes, the, the Browns obviously more than the Jets. Yeah. But the Jets thought with Adam Gase coming in, with Greg Williams coming in as defensive coordinator, that they had a real shot. And you start out 0-2, again, we know what the percentages well, I mean, are. The, this is a big game because of the anniversary. I mean, the NFL yes, is doing the, the 100 years of the NFL this year, and it's everywhere, and they're celebrating all these anniversaries. And this is the 50-year anniversary. The 50-year anniversary of Monday Night Football. This was the matchup that started it all. Yeah. And so that, I mean, so it matters just because of some pageantry and things of that nature. So that's a part of it. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, you taking your Browns here? I'm taking my Browns. I think I'm probably going to go the same way. Getting off the schneid. I just don't believe that. I don't believe that the Browns would do this two weeks in a row. I I think Baker Mayfield is better uh, than what he showed. I think this team is better. This defense for sure. Uh, I think the Titans are a significantly better team than the Jets. And, oh, and I don't I don't know if there's any doubt about that. And it and it snowballed on the Browns last week. 
uh, once they faced adversity, they they did not know what to do. I think they I think things will turn a little differently with the game against the Jets, even if it is on the road. Uh, there may not be as much uh, there may not be as much of a problem with them being on the road, right? At home, there's more pressure. True. So could be good to go on the road. Game number five, Chiefs minus eight at the Raiders. Two one and zero teams. I can't believe this is for division supremacy. Can you believe it? (laughs) (laughs) Chiefs minus eight. The total is 52. It is a 3.05 p.m. game on CBS. It's at Ring Central Coliseum in Oakland, California. Raiders got that big Monday night win over the Broncos. Josh Jacobs looks like the real deal. Did you see the stats? He had over 100 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns. Only other rookie to do that in, in, what, like 25 years was LaDainian Tomlinson. Pretty awesome. It's pretty good company, if I do say so. Josh Jacobs looks like the real deal. Tyrell Williams, the wide receiver, looks like the real deal. David Carr looked really, really... Derek. Sorry. Derek Carr. (laughs) I'm thinking like late 90s here. What am I doing? Uh, 121 passer rating? That's big time stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, Both of us thought that. And I think the the majority of the world thought that the Broncos... We're just that this Raiders team was done. My my under six wins for for the Raiders does not look so good right now. No, that's gonna be. I don't know that it's gonna be tough. Maybe. I mean, we'll we'll see it's if they keep one. playing like they did. Listen, uh, you're not gonna play a lot of offenses that were that bad. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, Joe Flacco, he sucks. Yeah, he's he's about done. I mean, he sucks. I think and they a, don't have a backup situation there at all. No. Uh, no, not with, uh, and they can't even move on to the next guy yet because he's on IR, right? Yeah. So no, no, he he sucks. That offense is bad. It's it's pretty bad. Uh, Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. He does not suck. He does not suck, but he is dealing with a little bit of an injury. He's it, fine. It, I think he's going to be fine for this game. Uh, Tyree Kill, he is out. That did not seem to make a difference against the Jaguars last week. Um, I think I still like the Chiefs here, but. I have seen crazier things happen. I think the Raiders are gonna are gonna show up at home. I'm gonna take the Raiders to cover, okay. and I'm gonna take the Chiefs to win the ball game. If I had to pick, I'd take the Chiefs. Chiefs to uh, to cover, right? Yes, sir. Okay, I can understand that. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little different from you on That's this all right. one. Let's see, Chiefs minus eight. All right, let's talk about some interesting games to wrap this thing up. Thursday night game: Bucks at the Panthers. This is an NFC South matchup. Uh, Panthers minus seven here. You are still big on the Panthers. I am. Um, is it still? Is it still seven? No, it's six and eight. It's never six been and seven. Well, no, no, no. It, it jumped all the way up to seven earlier today. Oh, man, um, it did. Open at five. I got it at six and a half. Now it's at six and a half. So it came back down a little bit. From what we saw with the Bucks, other than the Jameis throwing to the other team problem, which is a massive problem. And like it, it will cost you games. It will cost you covers. It will cost everything else. Aside from that, if he's not throwing the ball to the other team, which there have been games where he hasn't, they are few and far between, but it has happened. Can the Bucks compete with the Panthers? The problem is, is the Bucks weren't looking good before he turned the ball over. See, that's like the they issue. weren't scoring a lot anyway. That's what I was trying to figure out. Like what is what was amazing was their defense was. Was doing was giving the 49ers fits, 
And that's the problem is that's where I struggle with. I don't know what to think of the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan, what are you doing? Your offense looks terrible against what has kind of been a not great defense. Now, maybe they're much improved. Maybe they are a much better defense, the 49ers. And that's why James and them looked as bad as they did. But even before the interceptions, they weren't putting up a ton of points. No, they really weren't. They really weren't. Um, and Todd Bowles, I mean, he's still a really good defensive coordinator. No, this is so. not a coaching problem. This is a talent problem. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, we're not making picks on these games, but and I kind of like the Panthers minus six yeah. and a half here. Yeah, this game's in my gambling picks. Sunday night football, this game is in my gambling picks. The Eagles minus one and a half at the Falcons. Um, look, Falcons looked terrible, awful. And the Eagles did not impress as much against the Redskins. I mean, they just they got walloped in that first half and then came out and scored, what, 25 in the third 25 quarter? 25 unanswered. Uh, yeah, just it didn't didn't necessarily put the game away, but got it to where they well, actually got the win. When you're down 17, yeah. um, you catch up before you put the game away. So the, the Eagles were not impressive. The Falcons were not impressive. But this is a, a big-time spot for both teams. Eagles, first road game. You're coming out. Uh, I like whatever the over is on this uh, because I think both teams will be able to score here. Because if the Redskins can score on the Eagles, I 100% believe the Falcons will be able to. I got 51. Uh, 51. And the entire world is on the over. Yeah, it seems like everybody would be on the over. Yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. Um, but since I'm not putting money on the total, that's right. I'll still roll with the over on that. Um, like Carson Wentz. Took him a little bit, but he got back rolling. He looked Great. good. Um, the Falcons, however, I just... And now, it could be because the Vikings' defense is that good. And I, I think that's probably what it is. Man, they got way too many weapons to be held scoreless for three quarters. But, I mean, I thought this Eagles' defense was supposed to be that level good, too. So, I like them a lot. You know how much I feel, uh, how I feel about Fletcher Cox. Um, I like this Eagles team. I, I was shocked, and I didn't understand how... We got the game we got against Washington. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm just disrespecting Washington far too much, and, and that's that's wrong of me. But I like this Eagles team. I think they're going to be in the conversation for competing for the Super Bowl in the NFC all year long. And to do that, you got to be able to win on the road just like you can win at home. Got that right. And if you're the Falcons, if you're talking about playoffs, you're already 0-1. No, you can't go 0-2. You can't go 0-2. you got to get a win at home. Uh, you got to protect that home turf. Next game up, Bears minus 2 at the Broncos. Both 0-1. Both had playoff hopes this year. Vic Fangio versus his old team. Two offenses that cannot do anything. Oh, no. And you got two Pretty good defenses, and now and the I Broncos thought, didn't look. I thought the Broncos defense was supposed to be really good. I think the Broncos defense will look better against the Bears, if only because because the Raiders are just juggernauts. Well, I'm, the only reason I say this is the Raiders at least have some weapons. The Bears, even if they have weapons, I don't know that Trubisky can get it to them, right? Like that's, I don't know, man. Like, both of these teams really disappointed me. I was me so disappointed one. in the Broncos' defense. Like, I expected Flacco to be Flacco. I was yeah. I was disappointed in the bet one, because I lost money on him. But no, two, yeah, sucked, because, man, Trubisky looks like he took two steps backwards from last season. Yeah, but I have no expectations of either of these offenses. 
one of these teams showed me they still have fight and they still can play defense. The yep. other one played a lesser team than what I think the Bears played offensively, and they showed no fight. I mean, if you had to roll with one, you'd, you'd have to go Bears here, right? I would take the Bears. E- even though Vic knows this team inside and out, I still I, don't think it matters. I stand, I stand by my previous statement. All right, next game, we only got two more. Colts at the Titans. Titans are minus three. This is a division game. This is this is big. If the Titans want to make some noise, they need to win this game at home. Colts looked pretty good at the Chargers last week. Jacoby Brissett, super improved. That offensive line is nasty. Man, that Colts offensive line is... It, I'm not going to call them dirty. I'm just going to call them nasty. Because they are ruthless. We, I shared I shared out to, to Gary a, a video that I found of some some pretty nasty plays online today of just guys getting thrown like rag dolls. Yes, it, it's it, oh. it, now I do think that the Titans can match up with them. I do like the Titans on the line of scrimmage on offense and defense. Yeah, I agree um, with that. No, uh, yeah, I, I, but again, man. Yeah, the, the Titans O line and D line. Substantially better than well, maybe not D line. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think so. I think that D line is is pretty good. But I, here's Bosa and Ingram are on that line. This is a the world really best. well. It, it so especially with uh, Taylor Lewan still being out, right? Like that's that's still a problem. But the offensive line did look good against you know Miles Garrett. No, oh, the offensive line is way better than the Chargers' offensive line. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. All right, go. On. Um, we're circling the wagons here. Yeah, Colts. Colts at the Titans is a. It's still a massive game. I think this is maybe the most evenly matched game of this week. I think. I don't know that I'll disagree with that. I like that. So I think I think these two teams are very very similar. Uh, last game up, Jaguars at the Texans. Gardner Minshew. This is all about the mustache here. Look, Nick Foles is out. The Texans obviously got the loss. It, in excruciating fashion on Monday night in New Orleans. The Jags, look, everybody kind of expected them to lose to the Chiefs anyway, especially when Nick Foles went out. Gardner Minshew was, what, 22 out of 25? I want to know where Jalen Ramsey is at. at Jalen Ramsey. Talking all that yang, and I don't know if he was not the one covering Watkins. Sammy Watkins. But my question is, if you're not, who the hell are you covering? Because you weren't covering Hill. He was out of the game. Yeah. So you're going to cover the third best guy? I mean, it, you got me. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Run all that yak. And and do nothing. Uh I think I think the Jags defense obviously did not look good nope. week one. But I I think they can hang with the Texans here. I think this is another I think fairly even matchup. What's well, a divisional game? Divisional game. And this the AFC South is super close. Yes. I don't I this is not the 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 AFC East yeah. where you've just got a juggernaut, and then three teams that are all about the same, you know, kind of fighting for 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 second place. This is everybody's on equal footing. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. All right, that is going to wrap up our NFL big game previews for week number two. Make sure you go check out the NFL Gambling Picks podcast slash uh, YouTube video, whatever. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. Go check out tunicatravel.com. That is where you want to go put in your picks. You want to go down for a nice visit, spend a good weekend down at the sportsbook, etc. They got awesome golf courses. They got all kind of stuff down there. So go check it out, tunicatravel.com, winningcureseverything.com. We will see you guys again next time.
Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.